everybody. Welcome to The Kelly O Show. I'm your host, Kelly Alexa. This show is dedicated to inspiring women of all ages to pursue excellence in mind, body, and business. After decades of playing small in my own life and staying in the comfort zone, a couple of years of massive chaos and drama in my personal and my professional life forever changed me for the better. Through some tough lessons, I evolved and I became a stronger and more confident version of myself, fearless and finally, unapologetically myself. I am now designing my life bigger and better than ever before. And most importantly, I'm designing a life on my terms that is full of joy and happiness. And I think that this is something that's been missing for so many women. They're either staying in the comfort zone like I was Or they've got a life that looks pretty good on the outside, but it's missing real joy and health and happiness. And that is no bueno. I believe that the future is female. And every week, this show is going to bring you incredible interviews and live shows that I hope is going to motivate you to take massive action in your life, to leave the comfort zone and go all in again to pursue achieving excellence in mind, body, and in business. I hope you enjoy the show and let's dive in. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Kelly O show. Today is another two-part interview. Um, this one with Casey Brown. You might know her as Power Cakes, the power blogger, if you will. She's one of our earliest Fitfluential ambassadors. Uh, but this is another one of our business series interviews with powerful, successful female entrepreneurs. And I wanted to have Casey on the show because I have personally watched her progression and evolution as a female business owner and entrepreneur. She's one of the, in fact, we brought it up on the show. She's one of the early bloggers I recruited when I founded my first company, Fitfluential. And she had such a uh, interesting blog. It was on a Blogspot platform, on the Blogspot platform. Um, those of you that have been blogging a while will know what I mean when I say that. But, you know, she started back then with a the blog. Fast forward to today, she's got a thriving um in-person personal training business, an online personal training business. Uh, She works as an influencer with brands um, and she just really knows her stuff. Um, And she has evolved into somebody who was kind of shy, unsure of herself when she started. And you will, I'm just telling you right now, for any of you that are aspiring to start a side hustle, inevitably become an entrepreneur or expand your entrepreneur life, if you've already started, if you're a blogger, an influencer, personal trainer, um, anywhere in that, you are going to listen to this interview and literally walk away going, I can do this. Her enthusiasm and confidence is infectious. And it's incredible because I can tell you when I first met her, that was not the case. You'll also hear in this interview um, her story about how just her fitness journey, you know, how when she started off, it was kind of an unhealthy approach to fitness and how she realized that was not right. She wanted to learn to treat her body in a strong, um, respectful way. And so now that's what she does with her clients. Um, I had the best time in this interview. It's about an hour. So there's going to be a two part interview. Um, but it, 
completely revved me up, revved me up for this series that I'm doing. Um, I hope if you haven't listened to any of the other business series interviews, you go back, check those out. We've got some more powerhouse women and a couple guys um, that are coming on. I'm having a couple guys on that are relevant because they're just badass business entrepreneurs who can share some amazing advice for all of you who are looking to get started or blow up your business. Um, it's really going to be a fantastic year with this series, the first year that we're going live with this series. So sit back and enjoy. Again, this is a two-part interview with Casey Brown. It's going to be about 30 minutes each interview. Make sure you sit back and enjoy both episodes. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Kelly O Show and our continuing business series. Today, I am thrilled to have Casey Power Cakes. It makes you sound like a prize fighter. Casey okay Power Cakes Brown. <laughs> and I still call you by your maiden name. So like in my phone, I actually had to go, she's married now. I've got to change her name. But um, <laughs> Casey Brown is here with us today. And I am really thrilled. She and I have known each other forever. In fact, we just spent half an hour talking and using our recording time to just catch up because... She's awesome. So Casey, <laughs> welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> I am still, I, I, so I have to, for everybody that's listening, Casey is one of our earliest, um, back in the day when I was running Fitfluential, she was one of our earliest uh, blogger ambassadors. And I still remember your blog when it was a blogspot.com dot blog or whatever. I was going to say, you reached out when I was powercakes.blogspot.com. <laughs> yeah. And I had a horrible like yellow background and I had no idea what I was doing. And I'm like, who is this person that like believes in me? Like I'm not even like a real blogger yet. Oh, it's awesome. I never forget it in college, sitting there, getting your email and being like, what is happening right now? Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny because sometimes these like glimpses of what we did in the beginning, I mean, it, it happens so fast, you know, it's like I decided to start quote unquote building this thing while I was working at my agency job. And I was reaching out to the bloggers that I knew. And then it, it happened so fast. Like I thought it would take me two years. And then right. I, I up and quit my job. And my dad's like, what the hell are you doing? Quitting your job to do this Twitter thing. And I'm like, what? And, and, and when I think back and I'll hear from someone like you, who's like, yeah, you sent me an email and you just said, I want you to be part of this thing. I'm like, I did. And then somebody <laughs> else said to me, like, you had us try out on video. Like you had us submit a video. I'm like, I did. I like, I don't remember at all, but yeah. So for everybody listening, Casey is a fitness blogger. Well, that's, that's what I would have said about her back then. Um, I, I think what I, what appealed to me about you back then is I remember seeing you would put up on your power or powerpigscott.blogspot.com. <laughs> just had these meal concoctions, you and Kristen Staley stuffed mama. Like yes. two of you, I remember. And then Lindsay Cotter, yep. Cotter Crunch you were like my foodie people. And there's another girl, she doesn't blog anymore, but you would put up stuff. And you guys, this is like what, 2010, maybe 2011. Um, this is when blogging was a lot more, um, you, I don't want to say unique, but there, it, it wasn't as ubiquitous as it is now. And so right. when you would see somebody in the fitness space who was making fitness food look yummy, that was rare. It's not like today when you can go, Hey, I'm vegan and paleo and gluten-free and I have IBS make me some yummy food. And then there's like 7,000 brands at whole foods. It wasn't like that 10 years ago. And yes, this was 10 years ago. So that's why I <laughs> reached out to her. She became one of our bloggers and she has progressed and grown. And the reason I wanted to have her on the show is to have her on the business series, to give her a perspective on 
you know, becoming a blogger who's monetized their blog, but she's also a personal trainer with a thriving in-person business and an online business. And, you know, again, she's a very successful, solid professional woman who's doing what she loves, but she's learned a lot of lessons. And I've just, it's been wonderful to watch her grow her business. And so I thought she would be a fantastic guest on this business series. Um, So let's get started. Casey, you know, I think what might be a good idea is, you know, tell people, give them like a little snapshot of how and when you got interested in fitness, like as a business, when did you decide, like, I love fitness so much, I'm going to blog about it? Because I think when I first met you as well, you were figure competing. Am, am I right back then? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so, like, so, tell us how, how you got started. How, like, maybe give us a small preview of, like, when you got interested in fitness, what you were doing back then, how you started blogging, and then when did you start going, I can make money doing this? Yeah. So by the way, sorry, my dog decided to pick up the squeakiest toy she has. So I'm like trying to be like, go grab the bone, not the squeaky monkey. Um, (laughs) so she, uh, so back, so let's go back to college. I actually was a, um, I started as an elementary education major because I knew that I wanted to teach. Like I loved working with kids and I love the idea of teaching. Um, I'm a very, social person. I think most people uh, that know me, yeah, I'm super quiet. Um, Most people that know me know I'm very social. So I love being around people. And that was always kind of something that I, that I love to do. And so I figured, well, I don't really know what I want to do, but maybe we'll go elementary ed. And then I started for like a semester. And then I thought to myself, like, I'm not super passionate about like math. Like you're not going to find me being the best person, best grade in math class. You're not going to you know, but I was really good at like English and writing and things like that. That was more my thing. And then I started to get into fitness because I was an, was an athlete my whole life. I played soccer most of my life. I still play in like an adult league now. It's fun. And, and then I was a track athlete as well. And so I think I always had that athletic mindset. And then when I got into college, I was no longer on a team anymore. Like I, back then I didn't really like believe in myself enough to go and be on the soccer team or, you know, and I didn't, I was kind of lost. Like I was like, I've just been told what to do my whole life as far as fitness goes. And now I have nobody telling me what to do. And I think a lot of athletes deal with that. It's like, what do I do now? And so Mm. my roommates and I used to go and just like get on the elliptical and for like an hour and then go and do crunches for like an hour. And then we would go (laughs) get like these massive like wraps. And at the time I was dealing with some like gut issues as well. That can be a whole different podcast, but so I was not really thriving. I was more so just like getting by with trying to like figure out how to be this like ex athlete and like, what do I do now? And so I ended up getting, um, walking onto the track team, I guess you could say I was not like, they basically gave me a chance and I, I just wasn't like mentally, there. Like I, like I am now, like if I could like now go try to do something, it would be so different. But Mm -hmm. back then I didn't have like the training background. I was just like, I'm going to go and I'm going to try track because I miss being on a team. And these athletes were absolutely incredible around me. And here I am like, I'm just going to walk on and try to do this. And so I had fun and I, I wasn't able to compete at like a super high level because these, I mean, I was surrounded by some amazing athletes, but it really got me back into that whole, like, okay, like, I love being an athlete, you know, in that whole mindset. So I didn't end up staying with the track team. And then after that, I realized that, you know, elementary education 
I'm like, I'm not passionate about math. I'm not passionate about like science really. Like, why am I going to be like teaching this to kids? Like I need to teach them something that I'm like passionate about. So I went into my, um, my academic advisor at the time. And I sat in her office and I'll never forget this conversation. I'm like a, a freshman in, in high school or high school, freshman in college. So I'm like 19. And I say to her, um, I really want to be like a foods teacher, but like a healthy foods teacher. And I want to teach like nutrition, but I also want to teach like fitness. So what should my major be? And she's like, well, um, the closest thing we have here is health and phys ed. Because at the time they didn't even have, um, like if you want to be like a home economics teacher, they didn't even have that as an option. So mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I guess I'm going to be health and phys ed. And even at that age, without realizing it, I was already trying to create my own job. Like I was like, I want to do this and I want to do a little bit of this. And I, I kind of want to go to, into a bunch of schools. And I think I was always very like open to the idea of creating my own thing. Um, so health and phys ed kind of fit the mold at the time. And so I don't regret it at all. It, I mean, I had the best experience in college as far as like professors and getting in front of people and teaching children and, and, te- and teaching my peers and things that were very hard to do for anyone. And I think that that set me up totally for the future. And so as I'm in school, it's when like Instagram is starting and there's like big things starting that we didn't Mm -hmm. know 10 years ago were going to be big, you know? (laughs) So it's like Instagram was weird when it started. And I remember like, okay, like I'm going to, I'm going to post on Instagram and like one person followed me. And then I started, (laughs) and then I was doing, so the reason my blog even started was my sophomore junior year in college, I was making these protein pancakes and bringing them to work at the gym. And my mom used to make power cakes when we were kids. That's kind of where the name came from. She used to add protein powder to our pancake mix. And so she would call them power cakes and it was like a family name. And that's just kind of what stuck. So when you called her mama cakes, and we call her mama cakes. Yeah. Oh, she's still <laughs> like, I have friends that like still call her that. So yeah. So we, um, that was kind of where the name even originated from, to be honest. So when I would make these protein pancakes growing up or bringing them to, to college or for working at the gym or whatever, people would be like, Oh, where, you know, where's the, what are these? Like, what is the recipe? And I'm like, Oh, I should probably like start a website and like just put them somewhere. And so <laughs> when I came to starting a website back then, I was like, all right, well, what am I going to name it? I guess power cakes, because that's what I was making. And that's the recipes I was making. So I started the blog and then that's kind of what led me into thinking like, oh, I can do this as a hobby. This is fun. And then one thing to the next, all of a sudden I'm like becoming really passionate about fitness and I'm kind of got into a bad way of over-exercising, under-eating, the whole spiel. And that's a whole different podcast on my story, Mm -hmm. but I kind of got into a bad relationship with all of that. Um, and then I realized like I'm teaching these children like in front of me to fuel their bodies and this, and I'm like a big hypocrite because I was like struggling so hard at that time. And so I was like, I need to be better. And I want to be able to educate other people to not go through what I went through in those couple of years. And then I was like, I want to be a personal trainer and I want to help people and take my love of teaching with fitness and mold it together and I think honestly, the reason why I was pretty confident that I could do it was because my mom's a personal trainer and my whole life, I grew up watching her like be an entrepreneur when that wasn't even like a, like when people didn't really do with it. Like she yeah. has always owned her own business for 30 years. She has been a trainer. She's taught in different people's. She's taken, you know, clients in their house, teaching 
teaching classes at the, you know, at the one studio and then going to a corporate office and teaching classes. And I've always traveled along with her. And so I think I was so comfortable in that environment because I had been in it my whole life. And I didn't realize what it was setting me up for. So now that I basically have become my mother, which I'm okay with because she's way cooler than I am. And my That's friends awesome. will tell you, but um, I've become my mom. And I think that I'm, I was just so confident in that because I watched her before me do it and be able to be successful and be confident and be like, I own my own business. And 30 years ago, it was very different than it is now. So I think that... Um, that's kind of what led me to be like, I can do this, you know, I can start my own thing. Mm. And so I taught for like a couple months to kind of get my feet on the ground. And then I started to build clients and kind of the rest is history. And I didn't go back to teaching and I stayed, you know, and my passion with, with fitness and health. And now it's cool. I get to go into school still and do things in schools. And it's kind of just a big, you know, mold of everything together. So it's pretty it's pretty cool to like kind of re, you know, bring it all up again and be like, wow, like that's kind of where it all led to. That's, I love the story and I love hearing, I think I'm going to have to have your mom on the show. Oh, Um, we should do it. Yes, please. I mean, I think it'd be cool to have both of you on together. We should do like a video. Let's do it. Because I want to do more, more podcasts where we do, where, where I do video interviews. I've, I, that's in my plans. I just have to figure out because I think once I go and all of our podcasts or videos, you know, I'm going to do it. I want to take the show on the road, but I just, I don't want to have like some, some shows be audio. So it's a big leap and I just want to make sure yes. planning on it, but let's, let's talk about that after. Okay. I think one of the things to me, um, you just, to, to me set up exactly why I'm doing this business series, because what I observe in women, and I certainly was one of them is I'm actually recording a solo show on this very topic is it is very common for adults. And this is what's funny. When we're kids, if we see something that we want to do that is completely unfamiliar, we, we're just like, show me how I can do it. Like right. we don't even think about it. If it's climbing a rock wall, we're like, I want to climb that rock wall. Mommy, daddy, show me how to do it. Or, you know, it's, it's like, you don't, you don't try to convince yourself as a kid why you can't do something. You just are fearless and excited and curious. And somehow as, a, as adults, we become skeptical and fearful and doubtful and we stay in the safe zone. And particularly mm-hmm. women, we, we see something that is not familiar to us, like being an entrepreneur, um, earning our own money, not working in corporate America, not having what people, I love it when people go, well, I want the stability of a corporate job. I'm like, really? You, wanna, you want me to go over the, st- the lack of stability in corporate America? I've been fired and let go and terminated and had my companies, companies that I worked for go bankrupt. I've experienced every source of instability in corporate America. And there is some stability, but let's get real. And I just think that, what I see, I don't think I know what I see in women is when it comes to entrepreneurialism, when it comes to any kind of venture that is unfamiliar, they are not comfortable pursuing it because they, they haven't seen anybody that they know do it or to, mm-hmm. or they haven't talked to. And I, that's exactly why I'm doing this series because familiarity is what can actually you know, open that door, right? When you, when you're like, okay, this is a real person. I I certainly think that that's what has been wonderful about social media. It bridges that gap between us and whether it's a celebrity or a personal trainer, we can learn and we can see this is a real person. This is somebody who's really talking about this. This is a weight loss 
per, uh, transformation that I can see because I can see that person on their Instagram stories or on the Facebook live. It's not like some Photoshopped picture that I don't know if it's real or not. And so to me, hearing your story, you were exposed to everything about entrepreneurial life. And so you were comfortable going, I've got this. That's the biggest thing that I think women get hung up on is, can I do this? And Mm -hmm. so I'm going to be really bold and just ask you, like, if you had someone that you knew that was following you and they said, you know, they're working a full-time job, but they love fitness and they're like, I want, I want to do what you do, but I mean, how in the world could I ever do it? I couldn't do what you do. I couldn't make money. I couldn't have a blog because you hear women say that all the time. They, they talk about all the reasons why they couldn't do it and therefore they never get started. What would you say to someone like that? Mm-hmm. I've actually had this conversation before. So I, I love that. Um, I'm sorry, yeah. but I love how you started and you're like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cause the whole time you're asking me, I'm like, oh yeah, it starts reeling in my head. So, um, but I think, I think also too, is as much as I was like comfortable in doing it because I had seen it, there also is so many times that I have easily doubted myself or just not believed in myself enough or felt that I needed to, um, prove myself to people when really like I'm the, at the end of it all, like it's me that I'm proving myself to because Mm -hmm. I'm my own boss. Um, so I think it's really easy to, as even with being confident in it, I was, I still to this day can get wrapped up in like, Oh my gosh, like, am I doing enough? Like, am I doing like, what, what more can I be doing? And it's this Mm -hmm. continuous Thing, but I think that with being an entrepreneur, it's good to have people around you and people that you can bounce things off of because they're pretty good about putting me back into my place and being like, you're like, relax. Like you've got, you're being, you're okay. You know, from the outside perspective looking in. So it totally can happen. Like doubt can creep in. Um, and I think it's super freaking scary to try to leave something that you feel is so, um, like comfortable. I mean, that's life in general. Like any time change has happened in my life, my anxiety has completely taken over and it's something that I've always worked on. And so I had a friend who was working like a big time corporate job, like in a big city. And she always helped us with like fitness events and, um, like different things. Cause she was so like, she was such a good planner and like kept us all in line. And anytime we were doing like a retreat or something like she was like, she like took took the reins and like really helped us like keep everything organized. And then mm-hmm. I think that she was always saying to us like, Oh my gosh, like I'm so passionate about fitness, but like, I can't leave or like I afraid to leave her job, you know? And I remember mm-hmm. just being like, you'll, you'll never know until you try. And I have mm-hmm. done this many times with like maybe moving, you know, moving away multiple times. Like I've moved to different places and I'm like, Oh, I'm never going to get clients. I'm never going to find. And every single time, something lines up. And it's, it's because of the work I think that I've put in, in the beginning stages of just being like, okay, like here's my media kit or quote unquote resume. Here's what I've done. Here's the message that I put out there already. And then people just kind of vibe with your energy. And I, and I say, I'm like, if you're in it for the right reasons, I truly believe that you're going to be successful because if you leave something that is like you said, like just very comfortable, like you have all of this stuff, but you're not happy. Like that to me is like, what's going to take a toll on your life? Like your unhappiness is going to be something that you are stuck with, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it takes time. Like when you transition, it's not like you just 
step out of your job and then the next day you have 20 clients knocking on your door. I mean, you that may happen, but most of the time it takes a little bit of that leeway of that uncomfortableness of like, all right, I'm going to go through a little phase right now that I need to like stay strong in what I want to do and have just a clear concept of where I want to go. And then mm. you have to put the action steps in because nobody is going to hand it to you, especially when you're owning your own business. So like for me, everything I've been able to do has come from the work that I have personally put in and in conjunction with surrounding myself with the right people. And you learn that. So like there are connections that I've had, like when I moved to a new, a new, um, I moved to a new town, like I left Pittsburgh and I moved to a new town. There was a woman who followed me on Instagram and she recognized where I was when I posted a, a story years ago. And she's like, are you where I think you are? And I'm like, <laughs> Um, yeah, like we're going to, I'm going to be moving here in a couple months. And she's like, Oh my gosh, I followed you for so long. And then that ended up being the person that like led me to connection after connection after connection. And then from there, it's up to you if you're going to keep your reputation strong or not. You know what I mean? And it's like, that's where, and, and so people are always like, how do I get clients? How do I, whatever, just be yourself and put, you know, put out there that, yeah, like put out there, I'm, I'm taking on clients, like be vocal because nobody knows unless you're the one that says it. So you're putting it out there. You reach out to companies, you reach out to, to like the community center, you reach out to local businesses that might want to bring in someone on their lunch break and have you teach a class. They might've never thought of that before. And then all mm. of a sudden you're creating your own campaigns. And that's kind of how I felt even with with business or blogging, it's like not everything, not everyone is just going to email you. I remember like years ago when I worked with different companies, people would be like, how did you get with that company? And I'm like, they didn't just email me like, we love you. Let's work together. It was like, we love all the work that you've done. How can we collaborate? And, and it was all the work I put in before that. Mm -hmm. And so I think that it's just like, no one's going to do it for you if you haven't hired someone to do it for you. Right. So mm -hmm. if you're by yourself, it's, it's, it's reaching out. It's being like, Hey, I have this idea. Let's meet, let's do this. And then I will tell you that that energy just keeps transferring on to the next thing. Oh, okay. I, I love everything you said because I'm just already anticipating my summary of the show and you <laughs> really made some, some fantastic points. My, my one question to you is I love and I'm going to wrap up what I observe to be your keys to success and how, mm -hmm. and how and why I think you're succeeding, um, why I know. But, you know, you're saying go for it, be vocal, you know, no one's going to hand it to you, which I love, okay? So, and, and I love that you said, even back in college, you know, you said I was back then trying to create my own job. Like you were going like, this doesn't fit for me but I like a little bit of this and a little bit of this. And here's where, I, and you really have to start thinking about when you're, when you have a tug, when you have a passion that's calling at you and say you're working in a corporate job, but you have this pull, like, you know, I, I interviewed Janelle Summers um, from, for Beachbody, right? She's, oh yeah. I love she her sister. She yep. was talking about, you know, she worked in corporate America at Domino's pizza and she just loved fitness. And she and her husband, they went through a phase where they were like, okay, if we love fitness, what could we do to make money? And they analyzed investing in a gym. They analyzed being just a personal trainer. Like if that was all they did, they analyzed this, they analyzed this and everything was either way too high of an investment and, you know, not really guaranteed returns. Or if they were, you know, if she was going to quit the job she was at, 
and, and be a personal trainer individually, she was not going to be able to replace that income. So that wasn't going to work. And then for them, you know, what they ended up researching and going with was a network marketing opportunity with Beachbody. And then she's built that business over 11 years, but they, they thought about it and they thought about, she felt the tug, like she had, a. there's a lot of you listening that have a great job, right? You might, when, when I poll the audience, a lot of people will say, you know what? I like my job. So I'm not saying like every corporate job sucks, every boss sucks, everything. But ultimately, I think what you see in corporate America, glass ceiling is huge. Wage gap is real. And there's, there could be things like, hey, you actually enjoy what you do and you're good at it. But is it your passion? You know, I, I was coaching somebody the other day and she's like, I make good money. I can work from home. I love it. It's the first time I've ever been able to work from home. But I'm so stressed out because, you know, I've finally been given the flexibility to work from home and I'm working all the time and my, my health is taking, you know, a toll. It's taking a toll on my health. So those are the types of scenarios where you want to start thinking like, is this, is this what I want to do for another 10, 20, 30 years? Because if that's where you are, or maybe you're like, hey, this job is cool. I'm making good money, but I don't like commuting 90 minutes both ways. I, I'd like to have that three hours back in my life. Start thinking about doing something that you really love and figure out, figuring out pursuing that. My question for you is, because a lot of people who are listening to this business series, Casey, will start having that thought process like, okay, I've listened to a lot of these people. I, I want to figure out what my thing is, you know, and they know that there's going to be a transition where they maybe start dipping their toe in the water. They're working on the side. They're working maybe over the weekends. They're starting to build a blog. But I think the biggest thing that comes into play early on is confidence. And you know that I am very passionate about this. It's why I hard plug created um, my own course for women. The opposite of nice isn't nasty because I, I see how so many women will let their self-doubt get in the way. And for you, you are very confident now. You're very okay saying, just approach a brand, give them this idea. Were you that confident when you first started? Like when you first started mm-hmm. your blog, when you first started. And so my question to you is, do you tell people, well, my attitude was fake it till you make it? Or do you just, go, you know, kind of go with like, is it go with the fear, feel the fear and do it anyway. And then, cause we all know inevitably your confidence will build, but what do you say to people who are just getting started? And the thought of maybe they're going to start a fitness blog or a cooking blog and they think, Oh my God, I have to like talk to people and reach out and sell. Mm-hmm. Like I have to sell my blog. I have to T- tell a brand that I want them to pay me. Like I'm so intimidated by that. Well, how do you speak to people who are so freaked out about confidence? Oh, okay. So <laughs> I, the whole time you're asking, I'm like, breathe Casey. Cause I have so many things <laughs> that like pop into my head. Um, I will tell you that it definitely like, I think I had a, I wouldn't even call it an advantage. I think I just felt like I had a little more confidence than maybe somebody would just because I had my mom to kind of like set the way. But mm. at the same time, I was my own person and I was, and I was um, doing different things than she did as well. So I think that to be honest, every time I had a setback, I gained more confidence after. Mm. And that to me is what, is what has how I've grown. And I know it sounds so cliche, like, Oh, with every setback comes a comeback. And, but it's like so true because every time I had 
maybe somebody like I like way early on, I remember interviewing um, with two. And again, this could be whoever, but I had two men that were interviewing me way early on before I even like really started my own business. Cause I thought maybe I'd want to work in their facility. And it's a long, long time ago. Um, and they kind of like, it was almost like the way they made me feel like when they were asking me questions and things like that. And I, I almost felt like I wasn't looked at as like equal. Like it was like, Oh, here's this young girl out of college. Like she's not like, maybe she's not ready for this and that. And I could have taken it the wrong way. Cause sometimes I'm a little sensitive, but <laughs> I did take, I did take it as like, man, I don't want to feel that way again. Like I want to be able to like sit in a meeting and like hold my own and be like, mm-hmm. this is what I'm doing. And then every time I got, cause then that was like early on, like I'm talking like one of the first interviews maybe I ever had outside of college. So I wasn't there yet. And I was just getting my feet wet and I wasn't really confident really in who I was yet. I was like, well, this is what I want to do. And here's my education and blah, 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 blah. But I was like, man, I don't want to feel that way again. So that made me grow and my confidence got bigger because I'm like, I don't like, I'm going to stand up for what I want to do. And so I'm going to do my own thing. So I started, you know, working hard, going to different places, taking new clients, things like that. And then, you know, I come up with another, another situation where it's like, I felt that I really had to like prove myself to people and that I I was going to go do this thing and I was going to prove myself. And it was like, why am I trying to prove myself? Like I've already proven myself. Like I've done this for five years now at that point. Like, what am I trying to prove? Like, what is, where's the issue? And I had to learn so much about myself. And then with that came so much more confidence. And then again, I'm set with a face where I wanted to go into a certain building and bring my clients to them. And it was a whole new thing. And by this point, I've been a trainer eight years. So I'm standing there with these people and I'm like, here's why you need me in this gym. And here's what I can bring to you. And here's my numbers and here's my passion and here's my story. And here's what I'm going to bring for you. And here, like, take it or leave it, you know? And I was like, this is my, and then they, you know, they came back with different numbers and then I came back again. And I was like, I'm standing up for my clients. I want them to do this X, Y, Z. And I think that with each time that I've been in a situation where it's, it's, it's almost like been a challenge for me, my confidence just grew because I was like, you know, you're going to be told, no, you're going to be told like, no, we don't want to pay you that or whatever. And, and you can walk away and you can say, well, maybe I'll make room for something bigger or something that fits better in my life right now. And that's something that I think I've only been able to gain as I've had to go through things like that. Anything in my life, like, like I've dealt with anxiety since I was before I was even born basically. So I've had anxiety Mm. like my whole life. Like I, and it's something that like the biggest thing for me, and it happens with business as well as anxiety, like something that has always helped me was my mom said to me, years ago. And this is a good little leeway into hopefully maybe the, you interviewing the two of us. But, um, she said to me when I was in deep in anxiety, when I was like 10 years old, I'll never forget this. We're driving to a therapy appointment. And she said, you know, what you're feeling right now is just a speed bump. Like this is not a brick wall. Like you, Mm. like this is a speed bump, Casey. And I remember like that stuck with me for so long into this day, because Anytime I've been faced with something where I need to push through it or it's, it's uncomfortable or whatever, I just always say like, this is a speed bump. And then once you get on that other side of the speed bump, like, wow, like you have to go over the speed bump. You can't go around it. You got to go over it. You got to go through it. And then once you get on the other side, you just, it's like your skin gets tougher and you're, Mm -hmm. and you're like, Hey, like 
I've been through this or I felt this way and I don't want to feel that way again. Like, what do I need to do to feel better? And then when you start to believe in yourself more, more comes to you because then your clients are like, wow, like, you know, I want to be around someone with that energy or I want to, you know, you show up for people a lot better than, than before and things like that. So I look back at like my old, the old Casey and I'm like, man, like if I only knew how much I was going to grow over these last, you know, 10 years after being out of college as a trainer or as owning my own business, I mean, there are so many ups and downs and so many times where I'm like, Oh, should I be doing more? Like, what should I, you know, it's, it's constantly that question. Cause you're the only one that you're really talking to throughout the day sometimes when it comes to like business and things like that. So mm. it's really easy to get wrapped up in that feeling. But I will tell you that every single time I have felt uncomfortable, I feel like I got pushed back or I feel like, um, I made a choice that wasn't the right choice for me personally at the time I totally grew and I proved to myself who I was. And to me, that's the most important thing. And that's where the confidence comes from. Oh, yeah, I mean, everything you're saying, I'm over here going, yes. Oh my God, that was beautiful. Like, I'm, like as I'm creating this, I'm like this series, I'm thinking about the lessons I want people to hear and to hear it from so many different types of, of women in so many different types of businesses at so many different levels of experience. It's so amazing because the, the same big overarching themes are coming through. Hey, everybody, this is the end of part one of this two-part interview with Casey Brown. Make sure you listen to part two.